Mountaineer Nation, let's ride. Welcome back to the Dub V 411. I am your host, Lauren Taylor, and this week we have a very, very, very special guest, the DA's very own editor-in-chief, Mr. Trent Strait. Trent, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks. I'm happy to be here. It's going to be a very eventful podcast. We got some news for you, some sports, and a lot of events going on for Mountaineer Week next week. So, We're going to get right into it, starting off with some news. One big thing that's going on is that first-year housing requirements have changed. Well, not changed yet, but they're going to be changing starting next fall. First-year students who do not file for a housing exemption in the housing portal will be charged a standard double-room fee. And you're probably thinking to yourself, wow, this sounds kind of familiar, because it is kind of familiar. This is just like the health insurance waiver that you kind of have to get yourself out of, or it's going to show up as a fee on your portal. So... Students who reside or can prove residency in a list of surrounding counties in West Virginia or Pennsylvania are eligible for an exemption. So this changed because it used to be that if you lived in a 50-mile radius of campus, you could qualify for an exemption. So now the counties that are eligible include Marion, Harrison, Monongalia, Preston, Taylor, and Wetzel. So students that previously were exempt, maybe for different reasons, aren't going to be able to do that. And also um, people who have maybe different concerns like health concerns or any other reason where they're going to have to avoid living on campus their freshman year are going to have to go through an appeal process. So I think that this is a pretty big deal for incoming freshmen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, prior to this, you know, next fall, students haven't had to pay a fee before. Um, Surely there were requirements for the waiver, um, but now students are going to pay anywhere between three to four thousand dollars, the standard two room fee. Um, So again, first year freshman for next year, think about that. Uh, This is going to be a waiver that's put out. And again, like uh, if you miss it, you know, you're going to you're going to see that fee, you know, show up in your student portal. Yeah. And I just think that, I mean, it definitely makes it harder for students who are coming in. I really think that all of those different forms and stuff get really confusing. Speaking from coming from a freshman, like I had a hard time keeping up with it. And if I had to deal with some housing stuff on top of that, I think that it would be a really easy way for me to get confused but speaking of housing kind of a big housing edition came out this week and trenton's going to tell us about it so yeah so some of you may recall last year there was a number of students and parents um, who had reported concerns about mold mildew at summit hall um there are similar complaints being made this semester uh but can you know school and county health officials continue to say there's no widespread mold issues um but students are continuing to see some problems in their dorm whether that's dust buildup or some type of you know substance uh in the corners of the rooms uh we had Spoken with one student who had reported it earlier in the semester. Uh, health officials had come in, had done an inspection, had cleaned stuff. Uh, she claims that she's still still seeing the same problem in her room now. Um, you know, in, in some cases, the mold or mildew were found in the building last year, uh, which officials have been attributing to humidity and an increased airflow in the building. So last year, there was actually a policy in the building for COVID-19 protocols. This was to kind of eliminate, you know, the spread of the virus. Uh, airflow was opened 100 mm-hmm. percent um but also you know officials are saying that added to the humidity within the building um and students this semester too at summit hall received an email from the housing director kind of detailing the shit issue you know confirming that there are no widespread mold issues um or mildew issues within summit hall um but the da actually re- you know requested a uh filed a foia request last week for air quality tests in the building um which th- that's going to document those humidity levels um Right now, health officials are telling us that this isn't within normal range. Um, so we'll be able to confirm that once we get those uh, documents back. And I definitely think that this is 
um, kind of an interesting story to be breaking at the same time as the first year housing requirements changing because it's obviously becoming harder for students to live off campus. So, I mean, having these concerns, it, it definitely is creating kind of something for students to be looking out for. But on a more, um, uh, I guess we're kind of straying away from housing, but it's not a happier note. I was going to say a happier note, but... Hospital workers are expressing their frustration following Blue Lot game day tailgates. Now, I don't know if you saw this, Trenton, which I, you probably did, but there was a very like widespread picture of the Blue Lot trash after the first home game, and it went crazy on the internet. Like, Darty, WVU posted it, and it just went around. And a lot of people were very upset about it. Some people were kind of making a joke out of it, but a lot of people were very upset about it since the lot is utilized by the hospital and its workers. So the director of news communications talked to the DA and explained that the lot is leased to the hospital with the understanding that on home football game days, the lot is controlled by WVU athletics, which I thought was very interesting. And I did not know that. And I feel like a lot of other students probably did not know that either. Um, Several workers were interviewed as well, and they just kind of said that the behavior is kind of trashy and that it makes the community look bad. And on game day, the hospital's main parking lot is completely shut down, leaving only one off-site lot available for employees. So a lot of valid concerns being thrown around for sure. This also affects patients because they have to use different entrances and different parking lots when game day festivities are going on. Um, apparently a sweep a street sweeper is supposed to clean the lot after the games but I mean after the Kansas game at the home opener it clearly there must have been some sort of scheduling yeah, was, conflict I was gonna say it's kind of unclear how quickly it came um, and we weren't really able to get documentation of that but you know this was you know uh, Lauren like you were saying this was a pretty notorious photo getting thrown around uh, being shared in different groups on social media uh, people were very upset about mm -hmm. this um, it was it was a bad photo it was definitely uh yeah it was a lot of trash it was uh, a lot of trash and it um it was so late after the game too like people were just walking around and caught this photo and it was just definitely not looking the best for wvu football fans but i think that this is a good learning experience so hopefully we will see the blue lot um start to kind of rise after the games following this but speaking of the blue lot, we have some sports for you this week, and this is starting with football at Iowa State. So it's going to be at Iowa at 3.30 this Saturday the 5th, and Iowa State is on a five-game losing streak. They have not won a single game in the Big 12 Conference, and in the Big 12 Conference, WVU is 1-4, so looking slightly better than Iowa. And, I mean, we're expecting a Mountaineer win this week. I mean, we competed very well with TCU, which a lot of people were very skeptical with how we were going to keep up with them, which we didn't really fall that far behind and we had an upset win over Baylor so I mean a Mountaineer win would really save me but um kind of seems like this ebb and flow with fans you know it's I like know. one week we're up one week we're down um but I think from what I've heard online most people are obviously very critical of the football team but I also think maybe we're seeing a little bit of an improvement um and For like sure. you said I, I feel like that loss to TCU wasn't as uh you know extraordinary as we thought it would be I know a lot of people had a lot to say about how the WVU TCU game was going to go and I didn't see it go as bad as I heard anybody talking about. We should also add that CJ Donaldson's out for the rest of the season now oh, yeah. which Neil Brown had confirmed yesterday um, so it's unclear what that's going to look like and how that's going to impact the rest of the season as well. I know but I just got to say I'm trusting the climb at this point so that's that's my final uh, statement. We also have some men's basketball Monday the 7th versus Mount St. Mary's in Morgantown at 7 p.m. Beginning of the season kind of both you know haven't played much so 
Should be a good game. And then we have women's basketball on Thursday the 10th versus South Carolina Upstate Spartans in Morgantown at 7 p.m. So those are both going to be good games. Make sure you go check it out and support the Mountaineers. And then we have some arts and entertainment this week. And Trenton's going to tell you about a little exhibition going on. Yeah, so there is an uh, exposition of work by the WVU School of Art and Design faculty um, featuring different faculty works, ceramics, photography, sculpture, printmaking. Uh, This is something they've actually done before. Um, I believe this time, too, we're going to see different varieties of art therapy as well. Uh, But this is going to be open from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. each day. Uh, And the opening reception will take place on Thursday, October 20th at 5 p.m. And any participating faculty will also be given a brief gallery talk followed by question and answer period. Um, and the reception's free and open to the public, and uh, light refreshments will be served, is what it looks like. So. I know. So, And I think that's really cool, especially for people who are interested in stuff like that, getting to hear from the faculty talk about their work. I mean, I am not a big um, art and design gal, but I think it sounds interesting, so I'm sure that it's going to be a great event. And then something that I'm actually really interested in is WVU's having their celebration of dance. Um, So the celebration of dance is the first of three annual dance concerts presented by the School of Theater and Dance. I was a dancer forever, so I'm so biased, but I am so excited for this. (laughs) The fall concert is going to feature original work by student choreographers in the dance program. And it also promises a range of styles and movement and music. They're going to be talking about some social and cultural topics, as well as sheer physical energy and entertainment. This is going to be at the CAC and the Antoinette Falbo Theater, November 3rd through the 5th. So it's going to be Friday at 7.30 p.m., Saturday at 2 p.m., and Sunday at 5.30 p.m. So definitely make sure you check it out. The School of Dance is actually really awesome, and I'm excited to see what they have for us. But that's all we have for arts and entertainment. But we do have some very fun and very interesting activities for this week. Yeah, Mountaineer Week's coming back. Uh, We saw it last year. We're seeing the return of the Strongest Mountaineer Contest, which is hosted by Campus Recreation at uh, at the WVU Powerlifting Club. Uh, And this is the Strongest Mountaineer competition. Um, So, you know, it's taken place before, um, but this Saturday at November 5th, it's open to any student who is interested. I believe there's 20 spots for men's, women's, and open divisions. Participants will compete in three categories, bench, squat, and deadlift. Um, there is a one-hour weigh-ins begin at 7.30 a.m., with the competition beginning at 8.30 a.m. Um, and, you know, I'm not entirely how popular it is with students, um, but I think it's a really interesting concept. Me too, and I think it's very WVU. Like, I was not surprised when I read this. I was like, Strongest Mountaineer, like, that sounds like something that, like, people would get hype about. So I think that that's going to be really fun. And, I mean, that's what a great way to kick off Mountaineer Week, honestly. But speaking of Mountaineer Week, there is lots going on at the Mountain Lair this Monday. There's the Beard Growing Contest judging being held on Monday at the Mountain Lair at 12 p.m. noon. First first prize gets $100, second prize gets $75, and third prize gets $50. If I could grow a beard, I would have joined because, I mean, like, why not throw your name in the hat? There's also going to be axe throwing outside on the green from 1 to 3 p.m., Um, Axe throwing will also be held on Thursday, so if you're just super swamped on Monday and you really like want to throw some axes this week, don't worry, it'll be back on Thursday. As well as different food trucks parked out front of the lair, it's just going to be a mountain lair Monday, seriously, and (laughs) I think that it's going to be really fun. I haven't utilized the food trucks that park outside of the mountain lair yet, but I really need to get on that because people seem to love them. I mean, I'm not really sure, but... It seems to be really popular with students um, Mm -hmm. increasingly in more weeks. I I believe students are starting to see them and know when they're going to be out. Uh And uh, it's a great option for lunch. You know, you're just walking from class to class. Especially if you're starting to get tired of the mountain lair. Yeah. And and the few (laughs) options that we have in there. 
But one other event that we have, you know, if you're not really feeling axe throwing, beard growing, it's, it's giving, it's very intense. So something a little more calm and tranquil. There's going to be a Wild and Wonderful Women Writers, a WVU alumni reading, and it's going to be Monday, November 7th at 7.30 p.m. in the WVU Downtown Campus Library Milano Room. This event is absolutely free, and it's going to feature readings from Crystal Good, Laura Lee Morris, and Rachel King, who are all WV alumni. Um, attendees can register to win a Mountaineer Week prize package valued at $200. It's going to be a great event. They all have great works. I kind of skimmed through them last night, and a lot of them talk about, you know, Appalachia and just all that different stuff. So I definitely am going to go check it out. But um, that's all we have for you guys this week. So make sure you're keeping up with the DA U92 and make sure you're following us on Instagram at the dubv 411 to keep up with all things podcast related. Special thank you to Mr. Trenton for joining us today. Super great to have you. And we will see you guys next Friday on all your podcast streaming platforms. So see you next week. Let's go Mountaineers.